Hey everybody! It's your fancy pants host, Jamesy Pooh, Mr. Danger Pants himself, and I am back to serve you. Oh my god, James! That's so kinky. That's not what I mean. I mean to serve them uh audibly. <laughs> I'm gonna serve their ear holes with my voice dick. That's right, right now my voice dick is penetrating your ear hole. How does that feel? How does it feel knowing that my voice dick is going right into your ear holes? Does that make you feel good? Or does it make you feel a little bit dirty? Hey, if you're listening to this and you're kind of being forced into it, like let's say you're in a car and for some reason, the person driving, who by the way always has control of the radio, has my voice coming at you right now, you can even say, I'm raping your ear holes because I know you don't want to listen to this. So how does that feel to be raped by danger? Oh, oh, oh. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Speaking of being violated, I feel violated myself. Oh my God, James. You felt that? That's not what I mean. What I mean is, what's the deal with uh, the Sony hack? I'll tell you what it is. It's complete and utter bullshit. That's right. Today it was announced. Breaking news, everybody. Sony pulled their movie, The Interview, starring Seth Rogen and one James Franco. They pulled it completely, canceled the movie, which is coming out in uh, a little over a week, I believe. If you don't know, everyone knows about this, but if you don't know about it, let me enlighten you. It's a... It's a film, no, it's a movie where they're supposedly, you know, I'm not really even sure myself, but I think it's they're trying, the CIA puts uh, Rogan and Franco up to uh, assassinating to the the North Korean ruler, Kim Jong-un, what the fuck is, ill? I don't know, I don't follow anything, okay? I don't follow anything. Except my belief in the Lord, nah. So uh, apparently, North Korea was not happy about that. Not one bit. And so uh, apparently, some North Korean hackers. Hold on, let me let me give you some real good sound effects here. Shit. <laughs> well, I guess uh, I accidentally stopped recording and then re-recorded with my. With my stupid uh, keyboard sound effects. But you know what? I'm going to leave it in. Because that was something that you cannot plan, ladies and gentlemen. That was live radio magic. Uh, so uh, so some uh, North Korean hackers got angry. And uh, they hacked Sony. Sony Pictures. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And they stole something. or they, or they <laughs> I don't think they stole anything. They just stole their innocence. I think they, uh, they put out secrets. Ooh. Secrets and uh, kind of blew the whistle on a bunch of stuff that Sony had going on, and you know I, I you're listening to a fucking retard trying to explain something he has no idea about. Like I said, this show is all about rumors, opinions, and hearsay. Okay, there's no facts, no facts whatsoever. It's all stuff I overheard <laughs> and things I things I I heard vaguely, and I just pieced it together. My I, I just fill in the pl- I plug it in myself. That's all I'm doing. It's the world 
as uh, as seen by me. I'm just I'm just filling in the gaps. I don't fucking know what's going on. <laughs> so uh, let me take your hand and lead you down the path of ignorance. So North Korea said, you know what? You know what? We're going to fuck them. That's right. The only way we can do it is we going to hack into the computer system and mess up with the with the movies because that's all they got going over there in the Hollywood. It's the movies. You know, United States does nothing else. We make all their stuff. We make all the TVs. The Chinese make everything else. And then, you know, we even make the Kia. It's becoming a big deal over there. So, you know, that's what we got going. But they don't make anything themselves except for movies and podcasts. So, first we will hit the movies. <laughs> yeah, they're going to they're gonna hack my show next for saying anything. Oh, I'm sorry, North Korea. <laughs> don't hurt me. Ah, go fuck yourselves. So, here's what happened. They made threats, okay? And last time I checked, the United States does not negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I approve with that. I approve of that stance. <laughs> but uh, apparently Sony does not because they pulled their movie today and they buckled under the North Korean pressure. Today I cannot play that song. Proud to be an American. Yeah. Cuz I'm not proud, goddammit. We are showing weakness. All right, we're laying belly up. Actually, we're we're laying belly down with our ass in the air saying, "Come and get it." Dude, this is this is the first I hope you all remember this date. Not as a date that you heard episode number 155 <laughs> of the Danger Hour. No, not that date. The date in which America took one step towards further pussification, but more importantly, one step closer to domination. Oh, I mean, sorry, being dominated. Because this is the fucking first step. All right? We showed the world what happens when you pressure us. <laughs> Yeah, dude, this is bullshit, man. Now what's going to happen? Huh? <laughs> All these hackers are like, oh, shit, it worked. We have power. We have power over the dark side. You know, they have power now. North Korea showed how, how uh, the U.S. could uh, be brought to their knees. And that is by... Uh, through money, of course, naturally. This is a whole... F oh, God. <sighs> I do that a lot, don't I? I do that uh, during this whole show multiple times. You should, do, you should play a drinking game with every time I exhale like a little bitch with my frustrations. <sighs> drinking game. That's a new one. Every time I exhale... Uh, in a pussy way, you take a shot and see who gets drunk before uh, who. Yeah, so this is the wrong thing to do, everybody. You're Remember I had that thing last uh, few shows ago? One of my fancies was about companies that don't buckle to people bitching, right? How uh, I said, uh, what the hell? What's that stupid commercial with Rob Lowe? I don't even know what... I don't even know what advertisement it is, but it's like, I, I'm, I'm Harry Roblo. I've got, 
I've got uh, cable or something, right? Oh, it's direct. Is it direct TV? I've got direct TV. I got cable. That kind of shit. How people were offended because of the one uh, where you can't pee in public. And they said, fuck it. We're not taking it down. You can go fuck yourselves. That's beautiful. And and look, you know what? Speaking of which, I saw today before, while I was, uh, I went on, I went on the internet to look up something earlier. And I saw on the Yahoo's that Rob Lowe tweeted about it. And he's like saying, uh, I can't believe this. Wow. That's full circle. <laughs> I stood up for you, Rob Lowe, with your uh, funny commercials. And now you're standing up for us. I don't know. So, uh, yeah, all, all I'm saying is that we are, this is the first step towards our impending doom, everybody. And you were right here to witness it. Next thing you know, the robots will be taking over the whole uh, Skynet thing. And we're all uh, <laughs> living in, in caves, trying not to be killed by the robots flying overhead. All right, let's move on. And now it's time for Stallone Stands Alone. Sylvester Stallone is a fine American actor. Some would even argue the greatest actor to ever grace the screen. One might wonder if Sylvester Stallone was cast in a movie as opposed to the actor that was actually in the movie. Would it have been better? Today we find out the answer to that very question. When we play Sylvester Stallone in The Dark Knight, playing Michael Caine's character, Alfred. And here it goes. Hey, yo, one day, I saw a child playing with a ruby the size of a tangerine. The bandit had me throwing them away. So why steal them? Well, you know, because he thought it was a good sport, because some men... I'm looking for anything logical, like money, that can't be bought, bullied, reasoned, or negotiated with. Some men just want to watch the world burn, you know? I think it's abundantly clear that Stallone would have brought a much deeper depth and complexity to the character of Alfred. But it was not meant to be. Thank you for joining us. This has been Stallone Stands Alone. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Speaking of movies, kind of, you ever watch that show Arrow? I know you've heard me talking about it. Uh, I'm sort of embarrassed now to admit that I've watched it because yesterday, the episode that I saw got so... Wow. <sighs> I'm on season two. I don't know which episode I'm on, but it turned into a goddamn soap opera. James, it's always been a soap opera for boys, silly. I kind of know. But oh, man, the cheesiness that showed up on yesterday's episode. You know why? It had to do a lot with these girls. Ugh. The girl on this show is so fucking annoying. Her name's Laurel. Ah! She's so annoying. And her sister on the show. I know I know you're all loving this. 
her sister on the show cannot act, is not hot, really, and looks ridiculous running around in her stupid costume. Oh, my God. I feel like a huge fucking lame ass watching that show yesterday. You know what? My wife watches some stupid shit, okay? I'm talking Grey's Anatomy. I'm talking, I'm sorry, some of you guys are going to love Buffy, right? The old original series. I think it's lame. Um, what else? I don't know. She watches some other girly bullshit. It's stupid. She will roll her eyes every time she sees that I'm watching Arrow. <laughs> the reason I started watching Arrow, to be honest with you, is because it's something that I can watch with my kids. Uh, that's kind of hard to find these days. Some entertainment that can entertain both children and adults alike. So, uh, yeah, but, ah, man, I don't know if I can keep watching it. I might have to fucking destroy it off my queue on Netflix. I gotta tell you. I gotta tell you. I I just don't know anymore. (laughs) Hope it gets better. All right, speaking of uh, heroes, let's talk about me some more. No. Last time I, I spoke to you, I told you that I was down to four and a half senses. I've got somewhat of good news. Now I'm down to four and three quarters senses. Some of my hearing came back. I don't know what it is. I I really don't know. Uh, I haven't done anything different. I can still right now. I have the right headphone off my ear. And I still hear. But it's slightly less. But I can I can hear. I can actually put the phone up to my right ear and uh, and have a conversation. So good news. Everything is turning around for Jamesy Poo. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to Christ, dude. This fucking year can't end soon enough. Bring on 2015. Please. Please. Just let's just start. You know, I like odd numbers, so I think it's gonna be good, just based on that alone. Let's be done with this shit, okay? Let's just be done with it. <laughs> All right, the other day I went to uh, Knott's Berry Farm. I returned, like I told you before, I got season passes for my family and I. After my killer, killer discount on, uh, or, uh, you know, it was a, a sale, I don't know. It was a discount or and a sale, but it was only like a one-day thing, and I took advantage of it. So they told me that I can return in 2014 one more time as a, as a little, like a thank you, I guess. Or, a, you know, I don't know. One of the perks for getting the 2015 season passes. And so we went uh, this last weekend. Now, take it back. I had Monday off and uh, I, I had the kids stay home from school. And we went to an Osprey farm instead. And, uh, you know, the whole reason I went was not to spend time with my family. Nope. Not at all. I had one motive for going to Knott's Berry Farm on Monday. One motive only. And that was to have my revenge on that stupid fucking game where you swing the big hammer and you hit that platform thing and it sends the bell up to hit the bell. Although, like I said, it is digital. Not as cool. But uh, nonetheless, I, I was determined to beat my record. Every time I go there, I've got season passes, like I told you. Every time I go, I'm going to give that motherfucker my $3. <laughs> I'm going to grab that Thor's hammer, and I'm going to rain fury upon it. So here's what happened. 
I'm walking right by. It's in that same area as Montezuma's Revenge. Okay. Right across from that dragon boat thing. That you know, you know what I'm talking about that dragon boat that goes from side to side. Which is which is a fun ride. As simple as it is, you know, it's fun for the family. Uh anyway. So if you're if you're curious, that's where you can find that thing. So I walk up. There's nobody in that little area playing the game. I walk up, I, I pull my wallet out, I hand the motherfucker a five dollar bill. I go, here you go. Here you go, son. Be prepared. My vengeance will be blood spilt all upon this game. <laughs> you give me my two dollars change, which I quickly put into my wallet and back into my back pocket. Now, there are two mallets on the ground. There's a small one for women, children, and frail men. And next to that one is a behemoth. Manly man. Hammer. I think you all know which one I chose. Um, chose the small one to me, James. No, I did not. I grabbed the behemoth. I lifted the hammer into my hands. I had, I felt the strength coursing through my veins. Now keep in mind, my wife was in the bathroom with my daughter. It was just me and my little boy. And he's watching me in the little fenced off area. He's got delight in his eyes. He's got excitement. Okay? I pick up the hammer. I look down at that fucking uh, surface that you got to smack. Stare at it. It's an overcast day. Not much uh, sunlight reflecting off it, so it's, it's got a somewhat dull reflection looking back at me. I put the hammer up to the platform. Just getting, getting ready, you know? I turn around to look back at my boy to make sure he's not around me so he doesn't get injured when I unleash hell upon this thing. Because, you know, the force alone would send him flying back. So as I turn around, he's, this older woman is walking by. She decides to stop and witness the glory that's going to come. My son is back there waiting patiently. He's safe for now. Grab this mallet. Start getting, you know, start getting into it. I'm not doing all these noises. I'm just in my head like, come on, motherfucker. I'm going to get you. So like I said last time, I got 86 on the first try. Okay? All men before me were in the 50s or even in the 40s. I raised the, the hammer into the air. And I swing down with vengeance and anger! Woof! I hit the platform. The electronic thing goes... And it falls back down. The number that stares back at me from 40 feet in the air is 55. Oh my God, James. What an embarrassment. You're such a pussy. Oh my God, James. Shut up. I know. I know. But I had another try. There's two swings 
for every turn. The object of the game is to beat 150 points total with your two swings, and you win the big prize, sir. I turn around to look back at my son. He's not very amused, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> and the woman that was watching proceeds to continue walking away. I'm going to say that those two things impacted my next, my next swing. Because I, don't, I didn't have the confidence in my second swing. After that woman walked away and my son looked at me in disappointment, my next swing was about 40-something. Completely and utterly failed. Just like you, James. How does it feel, James? To have your revenge plan fail just like you, James. Just like the failure that you are. Right in front of your son, James, you failed. You big fat failure. All right, enough. Why do you got to rub it in? I know. I know. There is a bright side. No, there's not, James. Whatever you're going to say next. It's just your sad attempt to try to make a light of it. To try to spin some horribly, horribly sad positivity on this drearily dull situation, James. Okay. Let me just tell you this. In every movie you watch, the hero fails the first time. Then he retries... And you think he's going to prevail, and yet he fails again. And then the third time is the climax of the movie in which he succeeds. He is triumphant. There is a huge relief, a huge joy, because the hero prevailed, and the movie concludes. All I am telling you is that in my revenge, this is act one, there are still two more acts. Yes, I, I am. Yes, I am aware. My second attempt will also be a failure. And I will probably get hurt somehow because the second time I think is a little more devastating. But that third time, you, you bet your fucking sweet ass, I will have victory. All right? You just, you just, uh, you stand by. I'll have my day in the sun. I will have my time to shine and I will look like a glorious phoenix rising from the failure ashes. <laughs> James, don't count on it. You're going to look more like a pigeon, James. A dirty, rotten pigeon. A dirty pigeon, James. Okay, okay. We will see. We will see. <laughs> anyway, some more about Knott's Berry Farm. I learned something about myself at Knott's Berry Farm. It seems I've been learning a lot about myself lately. What I learned this time was that I am becoming a pussy. <laughs> what else is new, James? Shut up. I'm telling you, 30s, when you hit your 30s, things just start dropping off. I don't, I don't fucking like it. You can't drink like you used to. Um... What else have I said? What, what lessons have I learned? Uh, I don't know. Basically, 
uh, I'm like, I'm not fucking fearless anymore. I get scared on these rides now. I'm telling you. It seems like, and I'm not kidding, the kid rides, like the like the more aimed towards kid coasters, young kids, are, are scarier. Uh, what's this ride called? It's called something Coast. I forgot what it's called, but you sit in a tiny little roller. It's a really tiny fucking track. It's not very long, you know, and, and it's a really tiny cart you sit in. But it just seems like you're going to fall over the edge of this thing because you can't. Uh, it's not this It's not this big thing you're sitting in. It's a really tiny little fucking cup you're sitting in. And it feels like you're going to teeter over the side. And it's scary as shit, dude. <laughs> And the other one is called, I think it's called the Sidewinder, I think. And, uh, dude, my, I'm, with, I'm in it with my kids, right? And they love it. And the thing spins in circles while you're going around the turns. And it just feels like you're going to, like, fall. Like, I'm telling you, like, you're, like you're going to fall out. But the worst one was what I considered my all-time favorite ride at Osbury Farm. Possibly my favorite ride out of all of them. On every theme park, all right, I thought it was Supreme Scream. This is the one where it's a, a big tower. There's like, there's like three legs and a huge tower. And uh, each leg has this, uh, you know, you can see, I think it's four people sit on each. Each leg has three sides, I believe, or maybe it's four. And four people can sit on each side. And, and, and you're facing away from the ride and it lifts you straight up slowly you start climbing this tower i don't know how tall it is probably like a hundred and something feet you're slowly climbing dude that's when it got me i thought of Lito right away saying he's afraid of heights and i'm always talking shit to him and i just thought like oh my god this is what he's talking about now i get it <laughs> i felt like a bitch like Lito. As we're, as we're climbing up that tall fucking ride, I start getting like anxiety, like, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> and then you get to the very top. Now, granted, <clears throat> granted, the view is gorgeous, all right? You can see all of Orange County. <laughs> all the snobby Orange County, you can see everything. You can see all the way to the ocean. You can see as far as the eye can see. It's fucking beautiful. And then once you get to the top, you just stop. Now there's a psychology of it because you don't know when it's going to drop. So you're just waiting. And then without warning, and it's just like, you can't help but go, and it's terrifying, but after like, Two seconds, you go, oh, this is great. This is why I love it. That intense feeling of just free fall. It's nuts, dude. But yeah, I felt like a fucking, I felt like a bitch. And I get off the ride and I'm walking with my wife. Uh, yeah, the kids were, if you're, if you're wondering, the kids did not go on that one. They're too short. They stayed off to the side with the guy that runs the ride. And, uh... <laughs> We met up with him afterwards, and I just told my wife, I looked at my wife, like, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I was fucking terrified going up 
And, uh, you know, I'm not afraid to admit to my wife that I'm a huge bitch. Nope. Not at all. I'm comfortable in my sexuality that I can admit that I'm a huge bitch. And she's like, yeah, me too. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, apparently I, I can't, I can't drink like I used to. And I can't go on roller, I can't go on rides like I used to. But you know, I'm gonna keep doing it. I gotta face my fears. But I think next time I'm in line to go on that fucking thing, I'm gonna be like more anxious than normal. Cause going on it, I haven't been on for like ten years or whatever it is. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> oh Christ! Don't get old, everybody. That's the whole point of this. If you can somehow go out in the blaze of glory when you're young. Do it. All right, let's move on. I recently saw something on the Instagrams. And by the way, if you're going to go on the Instagrams, you might as well follow at the danger hour. That's right. At the danger hour. And hell, while you're at it, if you like Batman, if you want to nerd out a bit, I have a Batman account dedicated to the Dark Knight himself. At Batagrams. B-A-T-A-G-R-A-M-S. All right, let's move on. On the Instagrams today, I saw a friend of a friend posted something and it said that there that he went on a job interview. Now I could not fucking believe this one. You've all heard me complain about the uh the questions they ask you at interviews. Okay. Why do you feel you'd be a great fit in this company? Right? <laughs> what are your strengths and your weaknesses? Ugh. And uh, what's the other one? Where do you see yourself in five years? Right? All, all that shit. Why should we hire you? And they look at you and they're just fucking staring into your eyes. It's like, oh, man. <laughs> all that shit. So here's one I never heard before. But I got to tell you that I don't like this question either. Because it could also backfire. If you answer incorrectly. Here's the question. The guy said that he was asked at his interview. If you could, what movie would you star in? Now, when I first read that, I thought, wow, that's a cool question. Now, see, that's different. I wouldn't mind being asked that question. But then I immediately said, no, wait a second. Like, if you threw that question at me and I had no idea it was coming I would first get happy like I said and then I would immediately go oh shit I'm gonna fuck this one up let me really think about it I go and then you do the whole thing with like the whole uh <laughs> the old trick in the book right where you try to stall by repeating the question if I could star in my movie which one would I star in and the whole time you're saying that you're thinking right hmm oh, that's a good one let me Wow, let me really think about that. Oh, there's so many movies I can choose. But the whole time I'll be thinking, like, wait a minute. You know, if, if you pick a like a goofy movie like this dude picked, Step Brothers, I'd be the third stepbrother. <laughs> what does that say about the guy? He's a goofball. He's a, a, he's a slacker, right? Doesn't take life seriously. <laughs> you know, I think you got to, you can't pick like a war movie like, oh, this guy's fucking, he's aggressive. What, he wants to, what, he wants to fight people? What, 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 what's he going to do if we hire him? Is he going to, is he going to get in fights with people? 
You know, you can't pick like, oh, the Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, what are you gonna you gonna turn this job into a what into a big fucking party? Is is that what you're gonna do? Huh? Well, we're not gonna hire you. <laughs> what else? Office space. <laughs> that was pretty self-explanatory. There's no fucking. How can you answer this question? How? Even if you pick something like uh, like V for Vendetta, right? It's like, oh, this guy, you know, he's got some fight in him. Not like going to war, but, you know, he wants to fight the system. So, uh, you know, he's going to find out what's, what's not good about our company. And he, he's going to blow a whistle on us. He's going to get petition signed. He's going to get lawyers involved. Fuck that. All right, well, what, what do you say? Can you... Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be safe. I'm going to pick Toy Story. Oh, this, this guy's a... What, is he... He's immature? He likes animated movies? <laughs> do you got to pick something artsy-fartsy? Something powerful? You know? Something that's uh, not very controversial? Con- hold on. Controversial? Controversial? Is that how you say it? Controversial. Controversial. Controversial? Controversial? <laughs> Dude, I just, I'm having a brain fire. How do, how do you say that fucking controversial? Controversial. I think it's controversial. And this has been Inside the Mind of a Retard. <laughs> hey, go fuck yourself. Oh, shut up. Whatever. Uh, let's see. What's a, what's a perfect movie that you can say that you're not going to be raising any red flags and they'd be like, oh, yeah, that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> uh, you can't say the Godfather. Mm, let's see. Jesus Christ. What's like the safest fucking movie? Oh, I got one. It's a Wonderful Life. You know, can can you blow that one? It's a heartfelt classic. You know, it makes people have warm feelings. Yeah, I think that's the go-to. Like, you have to eliminate all horror movies, you know. That's the one you got to go with. It's a wonderful life. Every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. Oh, that's right. That's right. (laughs) I cracked the case, everybody. It's a wonderful life. I don't think you can, I don't think you can go wrong with that one. I mean, because if you say, what about another American classic, Gone with the Wind, considered possibly the greatest movie of all time. Oh, he's racist. (laughs) Especially if it's a black dude interviewing you. So what, uh, you're saying to me that you like, what, uh, white man's power over the blacks? Interview over. Are you confused on why I didn't go with the black voice on that one? Because a black guy that has power to be interviewing someone is going to be more educated. Okay, he's not going to be like, so, uh, you know, what's y'all favorite movie? You like that one? It's pretty good, right? <laughs> and this has been The Racist Asshole. Okay. All right, everybody just calm down. <laughs> I just thought that was a, I thought that was a really bizarre question, but also uh, interesting to have, uh, you know what? I'm going to say I like that. You know, fuck it. The interviewer went out of the box. And you can tell a lot about a person 
based on their favorite movie? We all know because it's one of the rapid five questions. So uh, yeah, that's a good one. I like it. All right, let's move on. Speaking of all that kind of shit, this ties in perfectly. I recently saw something. I don't know where I saw it, but that's what I was looking up earlier when I saw the uh, Yahoo story. I was looking up this thing. It, it was, um, I think it was askmen.com. If you ask me, I'm going to say based on not knowing anything about anything, uh, Ask Men sounds like a pretty good website consulting about how men should be. Right? Askmen.com sounds pretty fucking legit to me. So here's the thing. 30 things you should stop doing in your 30s. I mean, that applies to me, obviously. If you're in your 20s, let's say your late 20s, if you're listening, this is going to apply to you. Something to look forward to. <laughs> but yeah, if you're also in your 30s, uh, I think a lot of you probably are from, uh, from the people I hear from. Uh, yeah, how do you fare against this whole list? I'm not going to go through all 30 because we don't got all the time in the fucking world. And they're probably not going to be all that great anyway. So I'm going to go with the top 10. Think about this, how it applies to your life. Because I, uh, I sure thought about it with me. And afterwards, I will tell you <laughs> how I did. All right. Number 10. This is things you stop doing when you're in your 30s. Number 10 is eating fast food. That's right. It gives you a whole long explanation saying that you should be able to prepare healthy meals because you can't be eating junk now. You got to start thinking about your health. And uh, yeah, that's true. You all have heard me trying to eat good. You know, you just can't avoid it at times. You can't avoid it. You're going to be out. You know, you can't fucking go to a place where it's going to serve only healthy food. You know, but you got to do your best, I guess, if you're going to eat fast food to try to pick a healthier alternative, even though what does that mean? You know, there's not much you can choose. I mean, let's say you even pick like El Pollo Loco is one. Let's say you go with, uh, uh, what's the other one? Uh, Chipotle. Let's say you go with Flame Broiler. Okay, all healthier alternatives to the normal shit. You know, you, it's going to be a, a better meal than maybe, depends on what you get, but uh, you know. Best case scenario, it's going to be better than going to any other fast food joint. But then you got to think about it. This food isn't organic, right? It's it's a... <laughs> I can already hear all you fucking guys going, oh, Here he goes again, the fucking hippie. <laughs> but honestly, if you, if you want to eat, you know, try to eat foods without poisons in them or chemicals, you know, that's the way you got to try to go. And, you know, I don't know any fast food joint that serves organic food, but... uh. Yeah, I'm on board with that one. But like I said, it's hard to do it. But I'd agree with that. Um, I, I think you should, you know, try not to eat fast food, you know, no matter what age you are. But <laughs> I guess they're trying to say, well, when you're in your 20s, you know, you have, you don't have too much money. So, you know, we understand you're going to be eating fast food. But once you get in your 30s, you know, you've, you're, you're going to be better along in your career and you should be making some sound choices. Huh? You should be making some, some, some informed and, and adult intelligent decisions with what you're putting into your body. <laughs> All right, number nine, driving recklessly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nah, dude, in my 20s, I was a fucking idiot. Actually, in my, uh, 
uh, late teens in my 20s. I did some stupid shit. I found myself really calming down on that shit. You know, I'm an angry person, as you all know. Now, I just get frustrated easily, and I hate the stupid fucks. I live in L.A. County. And very specifically, I live in a, in a city with a high Asian popularity population. Sorry. And yes, these stereotypes are true. They cannot drive worth shit. And it's very frustrating when you drive in these cities and the nearby cities I live in because uh, you see some dumb bullshit <laughs> throughout the whole day, no matter where you go. And so you want to just get around people. You want to get the fuck out. And you, and you want you, you want you want to finding yourself doing some stupid James Bond maneuvers. And uh, yeah, you know, after <laughs> hundreds of dollars paid to California courts from tickets uh, throughout my 20s. Yeah. Yeah. That that and, and growing up, it's like, you know, what? I better I got a family now. I better relax. I better calm down. Uh, I better make intelligent decisions now now and, and my uh the job i have they have um this driver training on blah 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 blah. so it just makes you more educated and more aware and yeah you don't want to be fucking crashing i mean what for what to save a few minutes <laughs> crashing into some dude possibly kill somebody yeah it's not worth it and in a related note let me go on a little tangent here I think it's a complete waste of fucking time to pour money into your car, modifying it, you know, getting your rims and your fucking exhaust, man, and your intakes. That was a big deal in the 90s, right? And uh, all that shit, you know, putting in, um, you know, turbos. Yeah, look at this, bro. <laughs> what a fucking waste of money. Complete waste of money. Just, just, whatever. Uh, yeah, so I agree with that one. Driving recklessly, great. Two out of two so far. Number eight. Constantly playing video games. Well, I don't do this one. But I can see... I know some people that play a lot of video games. Uh, constantly. Well, yeah, of course. Nobody should be constantly playing video games no matter what the fuck age you are, right? Um, yeah, I hardly play any fucking video games. But... Uh, it's hard because uh, video games look so fucking cool nowadays... And life is so depressing that you just want to escape. So I get why people do it. But, uh, you know, why don't you spend your time more productive? Like, I don't know, like making podcasts. I mean, <laughs> not to be biased, but give something back. God damn it. What's the matter with you? <laughs> Number seven, living in a dorm room. Not literally. <laughs> They're saying uh, taking the tacky shit off your walls like beer posters, you know, having your clothes thrown all over the place, which I uh, am guilty of doing myself. Um, <laughs> yeah, they say having cheap furniture. You're supposed to be growing up now. Okay, you can't be having some Ikea bullshit. All right, you got to have some real high quality furniture in your house. Fucking stupid. I don't know about this one, you know. I mean, yeah, I guess be clean, but uh, and I guess take your movie poster off your wall. <laughs> As I look to my left and see the Batman Begins movie poster proudly displayed. <laughs> but this is kind of like my man cave. Does that count? Come on, dude. It's a, it's, 
the illustrious Studio 505. It's a, you know, that's where this is going to be, right? This, it's where it's, I'm going to say it's where it's allowed. Go fuck yourself. I got the Beatles Abbey Road up on the wall. I got the Batman Begins. Let's see, I got the world map. I got guitars hanging up all over the place. Uh, I do have a, I do have a beer, a, I have a Newcastle Brown Ale huge like bottle cap metal thing. <laughs> oh Christ. I got Batmans all over the place. Fucking A. I'm guilty of this one too. But it's the man cave, so it's okay, right, bro? All right. Next up. Jeez, I'm doing horribly on this one. Except for video games, I'm all right. But uh, the other ones. Whew. Number six, getting tattoos. Uh-oh. <laughs> it says, uh, you know, don't get us wrong. Nothing wrong with having tattoos, but, you know, most of your tattoos... You, in the ones, especially the ones you're ashamed of, are going to be done when you're in your 20s. Uh, now you can look back and say, oh, why did I do that? You just regret it. <laughs> I've actually been planning on my next tattoos. <laughs> I just have some space on my arm that I wanted to fill in, you know, and, and, uh, and that's it. I just want to complete it. I'm not planning on, on going any further. I just want to complete the empty spaces that I have. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> oh boy. I'm not I'm not doing too good so far. I, I get, what are you saying I'm immature? How dare you? You can call me a man child. I'll go with that one. All right, next up, uh, number 5, binge drinking. Uh-oh. I just I just talked about this on the last show. I did this last weekend. <laughs> But before that, I haven't done, I really haven't done it in a long time. Over a year. So give me some points on that one. Lito came over and we, we had a great time. So, uh, you know, I think it's okay to do it once in a while. All right. This list is making me, making 30 year olds sound like a bunch of fucking homos. You can't do anything fun anymore. Ugh. Next one. Living paycheck to paycheck. Number four. Well, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I'm still doing that myself. <laughs> uh, it's it's been a long, hard struggle. All right, you you don't know my pain. You don't, you don't know what I've been through. Who the fuck are you to judge me? Nah, okay, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Which goes to number three, dead end job. That's right. I had some shitty jobs. But uh, the one I got now is the one that's going to take me someplace. Right to the middle. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Um, actually, this, uh, you know, the serious job kicked in when I, was, when I was 30, I think. So give me a break. <laughs> I was kind of like... Walking around, just searching for myself, and um, I finally found my calling. Nah, you know, what are you going to do? I, I'm working on it, so forgive me. So yeah, I guess when you're in your 30s, you probably shouldn't be working in uh, fast food or something. Uh, you should probably be, uh, well, unless you're some kind of like hotshot store manager or something. <laughs> do they do all right? I think they do. I don't know. Whatever. You get the point. Next up, 
Number two, being socially slash politically clueless. <laughs> uh oh. Oh Christ, I'm not I'm not looking too good on this whole man chart. Hey, oh, sorry, thirties man chart. I'm like a fucking I'm like a fucking loser. Yeah, I'm not very political. You all know that. Socially, I think I am clueless. You know. Uh, you just can't keep up with everything. What do you want me to do? You know, I'm not feeling too good about going over this list. <laughs> Let's just go to number one. You know, it, the whole thing, real quick. The explanation they have for being socially, politically clueless is that uh, you're growing up when you hang out with friends. You know, the conversations are going to be more adult, more, uh, more intellectual, and they're going to be steering around political topics and, uh, and how you feel about world issues. And you should be able to chime in and have opinions and have uh, beliefs. And, and yeah, and, and you, shouldn't, uh, you should have something to add. Not that you got to scream and yell about your political stance, but you should be able to contribute to these conversations. I don't know, dude. Do I want to be... Do I want to be associated with people that care about world issues and, and current events? I don't think so. You know, do I want to, do I want to be having uh, you know, in-depth political conversations? I don't, I don't think I want to. I don't think that interests me at all. I think I want to talk about uh, North Korea hacking into Sony and now a movie is canceled. And uh, <laughs> that's as far as it's going to go. <laughs> Oh, boy. You know what I didn't say earlier? I don't think I did. I don't even give a fuck about the interview, that movie with, with uh, Seth Rogen and James Franco. I don't give a shit whatsoever. I, I had no plans on seeing it. But that being said, I'm still angry that they're not putting it out because of the, uh, the circumstances, that's all. Just to clear that up. Is that something that it sounds like intelligent adult cocktail <laughs> conversation? As I'm sipping on a, on a, on a glass of uh, whiskey with my cigar in my mouth. That'll work. Fuck it. Fuck you guys. All right. That's going to work. No matter what someone's talking about, if it's a really in-depth political conversation, I'll be like, well, as I'm uh, jiggling the glass in my whiskey, my lowball glass, I'll be like, well, yeah, that reminds me of the current situation involving North Korea and their infiltration of uh, Sony Pictures. I mean, have you have you heard about this outrage in which Sony actually pulled its picture from the marketplace because of terrorist threats? I mean, isn't this outrageous? And I'll sit back and I'll start going on my cigar and listening to the, the far more intelligent people carry on and add to it while I go, yeah, yeah, exactly. Precisely. Oh, it's it's just a shame where this country's going. <laughs> Remember how I uh, discussed manipulation in the last show? There's one for you. So, uh, okay, let's move on to number one. Dressing like a slob. Uh oh. Yeah, you know what? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna deny it. I don't dress like a. Fu- I, I got no fashion sense. My my mentality is a whole rock star. Not really rock star, but just okay. Let me let me take that back. Before you, before you start <laughs> thinking something about me, let me just say the rocker mentality, not rock star. The I don't fucking care. 
I'm not trying to impress you. I just want to be comfortable. Um, take me for how I am, dude. If you're not going to fucking talk to me because of how I look, then I don't even want to be associated with you. <laughs> nah, dude, I'm basic fucking jeans, black shirt. And yeah, I wear a hat a lot because I don't fucking care about combing my hair and I also want to hide from the world. <laughs> hey, I'm just being honest. Yeah, I'm not dressed like a fucking man, like an adult man. I don't look like someone's father. <laughs> Probably not. I get, a lot of my friends complain about me wearing my hat. <laughs> I have thought about stopping it. Um, people even think that I'm like bald and that's why I'm hiding it. That's not the case. But other people say like, you're going to go bald. It's going to happen. You're going to see it's gonna happen. I think it's gonna happen anyway. I think it skips a generation, right? My grandfather had that whole island thing going on. He had the fifties fucking greaser look as an old man. You know the style. You know the style. The older guys, how they have that fifties look. You know they comb it real. It's wet looking and it's it's still nice and in place and neat. But he had like you know that island on the front, and he had a little. He, he wasn't super bald, but he was missing some on the top. I think I'm gonna be like that. Bright side is I've already got the hat thing going, so uh, <laughs> it's not going to be a big surprise. Oh, fuck. Ah, out of all these things, I, I practically hit every one of them. Or I'm pretty close to them, except for the video game thing. I'm either, I'm either, uh, I think I'm just getting away from it, okay? I think, hmm, I'm definitely, uh, I'm failing, but uh, <laughs> I think it's more like a D minus. But the question is, reading this list, will it suddenly change me and set me on another another path? And I'm already on the right path. Okay, I've already said that most of these things I'm like getting away from. It's kind of, you know, behind me, but I can still sort of see it. It's not that far behind me. I can still see it back there behind me. But uh, will it uh, will it set me straight and make me want to expand my horizons and become a more well-rounded adult and try to really, really come into what a really man should be in his 30s? The answer is no. <laughs> I'm too fucking lazy to pursue all of this stuff. Or I just don't care. You know, I think it's fine to eat fast food once in a while. I think it's fine... To drive recklessly once in a while when it's safe to do so. I think it's fine to play video games once in a while. I think it's fine to even live your life like a dorm room a little bit. Have some wacky shit on the wall in your man cave. <laughs> you know, get a tattoo in your 30s. That's fine also as long as it's a, <laughs> a really well-made decision. Right? Fucking party once in a while with your buddies. Manfest, I'm looking at you. Binge once in a while. I think it's healthy. The living paycheck to paycheck thing, that's not a good one. You can get out of that. Dead end job, get out of that one too. Like I said, uh, I'm, I'm on my way. Socially and politically clueless, you know, that's a fucking judgment call because uh, really... 
everything socially and politically, it's all bullshit anyway. So how, how far invested do you want to get in all that? Become aware, I guess. I don't fucking know. And uh, dress like a slob. You know what? That really doesn't mean shit. I know, I know a lot of people. I know a dude that's... Okay, I know a guy that's a millionaire. Okay, I know a couple millionaires, to be honest with you, that don't dress well. One dude dresses like in, uh, in a lot of uh, exercise gear. You know? Another guy dresses pretty fucking sloppy. Doesn't give a shit. Does it mean anything? No. So, uh, you know, I think most of these are kind of bullshit. <laughs> this should be like the Ten Commandments of man. Just, just uh, loosely base your life on them. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's, speaking of men, before I move on to something else, I got one thing that I've been thinking about a lot lately. And I saw it again today as I went to get my fancy pants iced coffee. Ah! Which these girls fucked up again. I drank, I, I chugged a whole bunch of off the top. Like, can you, can you top me off with some more, some more iced coffee on there? Never fucking fails, dude. I, I've made up my mind. She's just an idiot. All right. What does a splash of soy milk mean to you? <laughs> anyway, so uh, there's a dude I saw on the way back to my car after getting the iced coffee. He was in his uh, early 30s, late 20s, and he was rocking a straight mustache. Only a mustache. My, my thing with men, if you're a man, if you got a friend that's a man in their 20s or 30s, I have to tell you right now, the mustache does not work. <laughs> In this day and age, you cannot pull it off. It's fucking weird looking. Okay, older guys, 40s, 50s, you know, they can do it. They can do it. But, but uh, I got to tell you, man, seeing any guy with just a mustache, it's pretty fucking weird. It just doesn't work in this day and age. I don't think, you know, you just can't pull off that facial fashion. If that's something you got to have, uh, if you're going to have a straight mustache, you got to have that fucking, uh, that patch underneath your bottom lip. I forgot what they call it. So it's not a soul patch, right? It's got to be, you know, pretty good size too. You can't just have a straight mustache. It looks too fucking weird. Send out the, uh, the alert, man. <laughs> if you don't know, I'm trying to help you. It doesn't fucking look right. I don't think I've seen one guy in real life with a, with a mustache that can pull it off. It's always like, ah, oh, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> Sorry. All right, let's move on to uh, a widely, widely sensational, popular segment. Well, it's not really popular. I just wish it was. A little something called Suicide! All right, Suicide Soundtrack. This is a segment in which people submit their uh, the way that they would commit suicide and what song they would play while they did it. That's right. You can even give me a scenario of your own and I will give you a fancy pants shout out or keep it anonymous. Doesn't matter to me. But, you know, if you do a podcast... 
if you are in a band, whatever, you know, I can give you a shout out, get you at least two more people to <laughs> be exposed to. So yeah, it's simple. Just email me, James, the danger hour at yahoo.com. Once again, the danger hour at yahoo.com. I am the only one that looks at these things. I will not sell your email address for drug money. I will not email you spam. I will not give you updates. I won't do any of that shit. Okay, you can send me your perfect suicide scenario in detail, thank you, and the song you would play while you did it. You could even send me nude photos of your mom. I'll look at them. Nude photos of yourself. If they're tastefully done, I'll look at those too. That's fine. <laughs> Today's entry is from another Danger alumni, Mr. Daniel Christopher. Danny boy. Danny boy. He's the teacher. He also happens to be the fiance of my cousin, Chuby. Shout out to Chuby. Uh, so yeah, he, he sent me an email. I will read it to you after I first play his song. Now, he did send me two songs, but I'm going to play I'm going to play one of them. I'm not going to play I'm not going to play both of them, all right, Daniel. All right? You get one song. You try to get greedy with two songs, but if I were to play both songs, then the next guy would be like, "Well, I want to play three songs." And then where does it end, Daniel? Where does it end? It's escalation and then what happens? There's no line to be drawn, so I got to draw it now. <laughs> No, thanks, Danny Boy, for sending in your submission. I really appreciate that. Uh, first, I will play the song, and then I will read the email. And away we go. i 
Right, that was Joy Division with Atmosphere. Okay, and here's uh, Danny Boy's email. Hello, Jimmy. It's Danny Boy here. This Danger Hour topic was so twisted that I had to get in on it. Depending on the method of suicide I were to choose, as some were faster than others, I think I would choose two songs just in case. The first would be Ozzy Osbourne's Suicide Solution, which was written for Bon Scott, the former frontman of ACDC, and there was a lot of scandal behind it, as Ozzy got sued by right-wing Christian wackos who thought he was subliminally promoting young people commit suicide. In either event, it's a killer song, if you pardon the pun, (laughs) that features Randy Rhodes' guitar work, and the title is kind of oxymoronic, and the lyrics are delivered in Ozzy's biased vocal style. There's even a part when he's messing with the vocal effect and it sounds like he's saying, get the gun, shoot, shoot, shoot. Or so that's what he was sued for as there was a teenager that committed suicide to the song. The other song is Atmosphere by Joy Division. After watching the movie Control, which is about the life of Ian Curtis of Joy Division, and watching the last scene of the movie where his wife discovers that he hung himself in their apartment, and this song plays in the background while she is screaming bloody murder, left a poignant impact on me. Plus the lyrics state, leave me in silence, walk away in silence, which is what I would like to have been have playing in the background if I were to kill myself and somebody were to find my body. So essentially, I would start the act with Suicide Solution and flow that with Atmosphere. I would put these tracks and repeat on an iPad or my phone until the battery ran out. Damn, I feel wrong for sending this email to you, but then again, I know the world is full of crazies like myself that have contemplated such morbid things. Stay dangerous, my friend. Crazy-ass Danny boy. (laughs) Well, once again, Danny boy, I appreciate your submission. And I have to say that that Suicide soundtrack was more like a... It was like a behind-the-music VH1 Suicide soundtrack. (laughs) Dude's a huge music fan. He takes it very seriously. That's why you couldn't just pick one Suicide song. There had to be two. But uh, Danny boy, let me let me tell you something that disturbs me about about this whole scenario here. You mentioned how uh, you know you're making the comparison to Ian Curtis. 
how he hung himself and his wife found him. So are you telling me that you are going to hang yourself up and you'd like Chuby to find you? You'd like her to come home and you see your fucking feet dangling and she's going to hear that song and be like, Oh my God! Ah! Right? That's what you want to happen? Screaming bloody murder, Chuby? That's actually pretty funny. It is... <laughs> the, th- the thought of Chuby screaming... Not that she found you dead, but just the thought of Chuby screaming like that is pretty funny because I'm having flashbacks to when she was on the Halloween episode, Halloween episode. And uh, I think Lito went outside and, and, and put a werewolf mask on and popped in the window and she fucking, <laughs> the look on her face and the shriek of, of horror. I'm thinking of her looking at your lifeless body and that same face and it's, it's making me laugh. So I'm, I am cool with this after all. At first, I thought it was kind of mean that you wanna that you wanna uh, destroy my cousin in your last <laughs> destroy her feelings. Uh, that's awesome, dude. Thank you for uh, your submission. And sorry, Chuby, but uh, you're gonna find him hanging. So just hopefully, Danny boy, set up a camera so I can once again see her her the look on her face when she finds you lifeless and hanging. <laughs> And now, and now, because of you, every time I hear that song, or maybe even any Joy Division song, I'm going to be thinking of Chuby's <laughs> terrifying face. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Danny Boy. And once again, if you would like to send me your submission, email me at thedangerhour at yahoo.motherfucking.com. All right. And... I'm now going to start closing out the show with a little segment I like to call I Fancy That. It's beautiful. beautiful. It's wonderful. wonderful. It's I Fancy That. Fancy, fancy, fancy. fancy times, everybody. All right. The first fancy out of two is uh, I Fancy. I went to Nuts Berry Farm, like I said earlier, with my family. On Monday, I fancy no lines. Let me tell you this, and I'm not exaggerating. I walked on to, actually we all did because we went on a lot of rides together. But uh, I walked on Montezuma's Revenge. I just walked on. Okay, I walked up that stupid ramp they have, and they have all like that. Uh, I I like to think of like a, as a cattle herding those little things you walk through, but they had one of them open so you could bypass all of it. And I walked straight to the front, and the fucking little arm opened up, and I walked in and I got right in the front row. Beautiful. This happened on nearly every ride except for one of my favorite rides, probably the best ride. I don't know. Supreme Scream is pretty fucking good. The log ride, dude, classic. That one had a little bit of a wait, but not even that long. We did. We went on like shit, ten to fifteen rides in an hour and a half, two hours. It's beautiful. Taking our time. You can't beat that. Last time we were there uh, was a lot of people. Man, we <sighs> we waited in in a lot of. <laughs> you get it. So basically. And the weather was fucking overcast. It was perfect, dude. It was perfect. I wish it was always like that. 
So walking on two lines when you're at an amusement park, you can't beat it. I fancy that. And the next thing I fancy, me and my wife recently started watching Sons of Anarchy. Um, I know this is about to wrap up or even or maybe it already finished. But it's on Netflix and uh, we gave it a shot like a year or two ago. And for whatever reason, I, I, we just couldn't get into it. The first episode, we're like, yeah, fuck, uh, that's kind of weak. Meh, pass. And then uh, recently my wife's like, let's try watching Sons of Anarchy again. I was like, all right. So we started watching again. It's like, why do we, why do we not like this? But the reason I can think of is because in the grand scheme of things, <laughs> it's really a stupid concept. Like, why would you root for a bunch of fucking retards in a gang? You know, they're, uh, they're, <laughs> they're, they're, they're criminals. They're bad people. Like Breaking Bad, he did some horrible shit, but it started off like, you know, he's in a good place, you know, for his family, you, you know, and then that was the whole thing. This one, it's like, yeah, you know, we're just out to fuck everybody and, and benefit ourselves. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know, but it, it is a cool show. We are on season two. What I fancy, what I fancy is having practically, I don't even know if the, no, it's not the whole show, practically the whole show just waiting for us. Something that you can get into and it's exciting because it's like, fuck, you know, you want to, you want to sit. I love sitting down with my wife on the couch and watching shows with her. I just, I love it. I love it. It's so nice. It's so lovely. And just the fact that we found this cool show that we're getting into and there's just six seasons on standby for us. Just the thought of that. You don't got to wait till next week. Oh, here comes the mid-season finale. You know, oh, it's not new this week. It's a it's a repeat. It's like uh, none of that shit. They're all just waiting for us. Oh man. Oh man. And to close it out. I fancy that. All right. And now it's time for the darker side of life. That's right. It's time for the legendary fuck you moment. And here we go. Fuck you. Oh, yeah. All right. The fuck you moment. I got two things. They, and they directly relate to my fancies. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't just leave it on on happy notes. Huh. I had to I had to run it through this shitstorm again. Uh here we go. Uh first of all, fuck you to my wife. Oh my god, James. I'm gonna tell her. No, you're not. No, you're not. You've never talked to her ever. You're never gonna talk to her. So she doesn't even listen to the show. She's never gonna hear it. James, your wife doesn't support your show? Not really. She gets enough of my ass. In real life, why would she take more time to listen to me bitch and complain? She hears enough of it. Yeah, that's a good point, James. I mean, that's why I don't want to hang out with you. Not doing the podcast and stuff. You know what? I, I would never even hang out with... Uh, why do you always bait me into this shit? Okay, I'm not going to go on and on and on about how I, how I hate you and don't want you on the show. And I would never spend my free time with you. I'm not going to say that. You, you kind of just... You kind of just do it, James. Oh, shut up. I don't care about your feelings. I'm not even going to apologize. 
Apology accepted, James. I just said I'm not going to apologize. A little too late for that, James. <laughs> All right, whatever. Fuck you to my wife because we were about to go on Montezuma's Revenge. My daughter told me, Daddy, I want to go with you on Montezuma's Revenge. I was like, all right. She told me that days before we went to Nosberry Farm. We're standing in front of the line. Or, sorry, the, the entrance. There was no line, like I said. And I go like, all right, let's go, me and you. My wife goes, um, I, maybe she shouldn't go on it. I'm like, why? Well, because I think it's just too much for her. So maybe maybe you should wait till she's a little bit older. I think she's not going to lie. I go, just let her come on it. I'm like, let's go. I don't think, I don't want to go on it no more. I go, ah, come on. It's a big deal. You're with your daddy. We'll go on the ride. It just goes straight, goes up the loop, and it comes backwards, and then we're done. Yeah, it's fast, but it's really fun. I, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I'm like, all right, fine. Forget it. I tell my wife, why do you fucking say anything? Like you may, you put it in her head like, oh, 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 uh, my mommy's saying I shouldn't do it. So I'm not going to. I'm like, you know, she was totally fine until you put that fear into her. It's like, God. <laughs> so uh, after a little bit of convincing, my daughter is like, okay, I'll come with you. She's already like starting to cry and shit. I was like, are you sure? Yeah. She comes with me, right? My wife's like, I'll wait here with Jacob. She sits on this bench. We go, uh, we walk up to the front of the fucking thing. I go to the front car. We're about to go on. She's like, Daddy, I don't want to go anymore. I don't want to go. I don't want to go anymore. <laughs> Her eyes are getting all watery. I'm like, come on. Are you sure? Are you sure? It's okay. No, I don't want to go. I'm like, all right. Go ahead. Go, go back to mommy. She runs. And I went on that thing all alone. <laughs> Say so yeah, fuck you to my wife for making my kid fear stuff. You can't, you can't do that to kids. You got to be like, let's do it. And if they're scared after it's done, well, they already did it. You know, you, you might as well teach them to try it first. <laughs> okay, next up. Fuck you to movies and or TV shows. Recently, it's been Arrow. I already told you why that shit's bugging me, but this is a different reason. I want to say fuck you to TV shows and movies. It's like uh, this, it's the same situation and it's a cliche at this point because it happens all the time and it's fucking retarded and it makes me mad every time I see it. The situation where someone has a gun pointed at someone, right? Freeze! You stop right there! Don't you move! And the person with the gun walks up and points the gun inches from the person's head or chest, right? And then what's happening? You know, what's going to happen? Of course, the other person makes some crazy fucking ninja move, and now they got the gun, or they knock it out of the person's hand, and now they're in a fucking fist fight. Oh, it's so retarded. You got a fucking gun, dude. That's the whole reason why you don't have to get close. It's not a knife. Stand back 10 feet, have the gun aimed at the person, you're not in danger. You've got a fucking weapon with a projectile that will kill that person if they try to come at you. It, it, it makes no sense to walk right up to the person or right behind them and put the gun on their back. Oh, what, it's going to make it more scary? 
Oh, it pisses me off. James, it's a movie and a TV show. How's the good guy or the bad guy gonna get away or out of the situation if they don't come in close to give him the opportunity to knock the gun away, James? Yes, I understand. I know. But it's just at this point, we've seen it a thousand times. You can't do something different. Use your imagination. I don't know. Just something different. <sighs> My buddy, uh, Gas Boy, he has a big thing with The Walking Dead. He can't watch it. He, he realizes and he accepts that it's a good show. But the fact that it's quiet and they're sitting around a campfire... And they're talking and they're, you know, they're, they're hanging out and it's totally dead quiet. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, someone gets their neck bit by a zombie and there's a whole mob of them. It's like, oh, fuck you. You would have heard them walking. You would have heard them breaking branches. Like, you know, normally you see a crowd of them. They're like, uh. <laughs> he goes, but no, they're turning to ninjas suddenly. Yeah, I get that, dude. It's the same thing. Like, oh. It's, it's the, oh, come on factor. Oh, come on! Really? It's that thing. You gotta stop doing it. You gotta, you gotta, people are smarter nowadays. I think you can't be so fucking dumb with it. I really, I really think I want to stand by saying Breaking Bad didn't really have, like, for me, there was never like a, oh, that was stupid, or yeah, right. Like, everything seemed, Pretty fucking real in that show. That's one of the things I loved about it. It never went overboard like, okay, that never would have happened. Although there was those elements, but still, I don't think it was ever over the top. So, uh, yeah, basically that's about it. (laughs) You got a gun. You don't have to come in close. It's no point. Stay back. Keep the bad guy there. Ugh. It really fucking drives me nuts. <laughs> anyway, uh, to all that, fuck you. Fuck you. Do you see the kind of stuff that that gets to me? <laughs> that makes me angry, <laughs> dude. I know, I know, I'm going to die from either a heart attack or like cancer. Um, just just brought on by this, like, uh, just it's stress of just being angry all the time i don't know is it stress just constant anger i know it's gonna do something to me give me an ulcer i don't know whatever anger does it's that's what's gonna happen to me that's how i'm going out i'm just gonna get i'm gonna get angry cancer (laughs) oh fuck all right that's gonna do it everybody i've 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 had enough of myself talking uh i'm gonna go get something to eat and something to drink Maybe watch an episode of Arrow. Oh my God, James, you can't stop, can you? I'm just, I'm already invested, dude. I'm already like maybe even halfway through season two. Uh, I got to see what happens. It's a guilty pleasure. All right. (laughs) It's been swell, everybody. And uh, until next time, I leave you with, as always, the same fantastic advice, which is... Stay dangerous, my friends. Later.